It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with AJ Casavell, who covers the Padres for MLB.com. AJ, we have passed a milestone in what we call the other season, the off season, as some may know it. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has come and gone now, and so we are getting closer and closer to all things 2019. But before we get going, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I uh, I carved the turkey for the second straight year, and I think I made some serious improvements. In- <laughs> That's awesome. You know what? Mark Sheldon just told me that he carved a turkey for the first time. So maybe you could send him some tips, uh, advice for if he does it for a second year. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, the first year I just kind of hacked away at the turkey. And this year I, I actually spent the night before I watched like 20 minutes worth of YouTube videos on how to carve a turkey. And it's it's not all that hard. And it ends up it ends up like looking a whole lot better. When <laughs> video. It take a little bit of time when you serve the tray, everyone Everyone kind of oozing and ahs about how. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, no one wants me carving any turkeys or cutting any cake for that matter. But I like to eat the turkey and the cake, so that's what I'm good for. I like carving it. it was, it's kind of it's kind of an art now that I have it down. I'm, I, I might I might uh, we don't do uh, Christmas here at our house, but I think we do a turkey at my mom's house, and I might volunteer to carve it. That's how I like it. I enjoyed it. I like that. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving, and now we we move forward. We are taking a look at, you know, the Padres and what they're hoping to do and what they have done. So let's talk about Corey Spangenberg and Colin Ray. The Padres released these two just a few days ago to make space on the 40 man for incoming prospects. So AJ, simply put, why, why the upgrade? Uh, Why did these two get the boot? Well, I mean, you, you look at what they've done recently. Both of them were, I think a few years ago, thought to be part of the the solution but but in the last year year and a half they haven't done a whole lot for Colin Ray it's it's injury related more than anything else he's been uh after his 2016 Tommy John surgery he just never was the same pitcher again which is really a shame because he's a he's a great guy and a hard worker but he just never kind of got back up to snuff and the Padres had had seven guys they needed to add to the 40-man roster last week so they got kind of creative in doing so but the two I think the two not surprises but just the two uh the two names that jumped out in terms of guys that uh, they let go of that could have been part of the future were were uh, probably Ray and Spangenberg. Christian Villanueva too, obviously, but that's a different different case with him going to Japan. Um, Spangenberg's probably the most surprising name on that list once it kind of became clear that that Villanueva was going to Japan. I think a lot of people thought he might have had a place just because he has he brings speed, he brings a little bit more versatility than some of the other guys on the roster. Uh, AJ Preller said it had nothing to do with with the money that he's owed this year. He's arbitration eligible. Some of the other infield guys like Carlos Asuaje, Jose Perella, Javi Guerra, they are not. Um, I, I can't imagine that that didn't play a factor though. So um, that being said, Spanberg hadn't hadn't performed up to par, and and to be frank, there's playing time. The playing time in the middle of the infield is dwindling now that Isarias and Fernando Tatis are basically kind of here and and. If it's not on opening day, it's at some point this season they're going to kind of take over the middle of the Padres infield for the future. Yeah, and we're going to get to Tatis 
Junior in a, in a second. But before we get to him, let's kind of finish this puzzle here because, like you said, AJ Preller is doing a couple of different things here, and I want I want you to explain them all. So last Tuesday, they did what I like to call some low-key trading, making room on their 40-man, and thinking about also who to protect in that Rule 5 draft that happens during the winter meetings in Vegas. So they ended up trading three right-handed pitchers to three different clubs, and you wrote about this, AJ. So what kind of return, what do they expect to get all of this? Because you you wrote about how down the road this could impact them. It might not be earth-shattering, but this could have an impact on on their future successes. Yeah, it's it's really a creative way to kind of – the Padres had such a roster crunch in, in the sense that they re, they had seven guys they needed to add more than any other team in baseball, seven prospects. It's a product of their farm system just being really good. So then the question is what do you do? Do you do you just cut seven guys? Do you DFA seven guys or do you do try and kind of work out deals that can that you can you can use to restock put some other guys into your into your minor league system? And so that's what Preller did with these he, he traded Rowan Wick, Colton Brewer and Walker Lockett to three different teams and they got three different pieces back. All of them could kind of help in different ways. And so uh I think uh, the, the first one I'll go with is it was the Walker Lockett for Ignacio Feliz deal. That was uh that was a trade with Cleveland. Um, that's, that's more than anything. That's just the Padres taking a chance on a young guy who I'm sure a, a scout or two saw and really liked Walker Lockett was not going to stay on the 40 man roster. He was, he was going to be, he was going to be DFA if he hadn't been traded. And so then, then it becomes, well, can we get anything for him? And the Padres did, they got a 19 year old, uh, who, who a couple other scouts liked and the question. And, and if he, if he contributes anything, that's essentially them getting something for nothing. The other two deals were a little, I think, more interesting. Colton Brewer uh, went to Colton Brewer went to Boston for Esteban Quiros. He's uh, he's a middle infield kind of on base percentage and and with with some pop kind of guy. Uh, I I don't I mean he's not he's not a starting middle infielder for the Padres in the future. They have that set locked up, but he's a left-handed bat with some pop. In theory, if everything goes according to plan. And and we don't really know what we've got from Kiros because he's only played one year in the minors after seven years in Mexico. Uh, if everything goes according to plan, he could be a backup on a on on the Padres going forward. He could be the guy on the bench uh, who can just kind of uh, come in for Tatis and Arias when they need when they need being when they need it to happen. So I don't know if, if that's what they expect, but it it seems like a reasonable kind of uh, end game or or high high like the highest goal possible for for Kiros. The other one, Jason Vossler, is interesting to me because he's 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 a guy who needed to be protected from the forty man and then wasn't. They acquired him from the Cubs. And so now it now they basically took on a guy who could make the roster very easily. He's of the three. He has he easily has the best chance to make the opening day roster. Uh, but any other team in baseball could have him if they think they can keep him for the entire season. So uh, it's it's three three deals that could help the organization. Vossler, uh, they they protected Ty France at third base. Third base is wide open with Christian Villanueva not being there anymore. And so I I I don't know there. It's not. Ty France versus Jason Vossler, two guys who Padre fans probably hadn't really heard much about uh, a week and a half ago. That's not going to be what the competition is at third base. There's going to be another name brought in. They're going to figure something else out, but it's wide open without Christian Villanueva there. So, okay. So before, okay. I was going to go talk about Tatis, but now you've piqued my interest, AJ here. Uh, Who, I mean, who fills that spot? I have no idea. They're, they're actively exploring their options. The one of them is, uh, one of them is is playing Will Myers at third base, uh, and that I, I don't. I think deep down, and no one no one has said this to me uh, 
explicitly or on the record, but I think deep down the Padres don't want Will Myers at third base next year. I mean, that's, that's why they're pretty actively exploring trades for their outfield. Myers was not very good last year at third base. And I think maybe they think some of his offense suffered a little bit. Um, so without being they have those two guys and, and they're going to make a trade. And one option would be trading for a shortstop. They've been rumored with the Mariners for, to trade for Gene Segura. Um, uh, in a Will Myers trade, Segura and Leak for Myers. That's that's one of the rumors. Um, and then you can do you like that trade? Uh, I, I like a lot of things about it. I, I don't think that that would be the final the finalized deal. And I know that the trade talks on that front have cooled. Um, but that that does fill kind of a couple issues that fills a couple voids for the Padres and Will Myers. Uh, I think he can be a useful piece for the Padres, but they are pretty solid in the corners of their outfield right now. So I, I think there's a lot to like about that trade if it were to happen. Uh, but the, the other option, instead of, instead of going for a third baseman, would be going for a shortstop, maybe pushing Tatis to third. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, the comp for Tatis that comes up all the time and might be a little unfair is Manny Machado. And sure. obviously can play short and an excellent third base. And so if, if that's what Tatis is and the Padres can find a shortstop and not a third baseman, maybe they the season with one of those with 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 someone at third base Vossler or France or Greg Garcia or whoever and then ultimately Tatis takes over at third um I don't know what the answer is third base right now for San Diego I mean I think even before they got rid of Christian Villanueva it was wide open and now it's even even more of a question mark I think that might be the story of the winter meetings barring a barring a trade for a starting pitcher yeah, well, that's what the meetings are for. So that's that's good timing for the Padres potentially to to figure that out. Some um, you know late night back room uh, meetings are being had. That's how I always picture these trades going down, or or just over dinner and someone writes it down on a napkin, slides it over, and uh, the deal's done. I think I probably idealize that too much, but that is it is a good time, and and the Padres hopefully can start to figure out who's going to put in that position. But the person that everyone really wants to talk about and hear about is Fernando Tatis Jr. And he's in the Dominican Winter League right now, and he's playing really well. So he ended his season a little bit early due to an injured thumb. AJ, you wrote about this, but he seems to be moving in a pretty forward direction in the Dominican and basically just fulfilling everything that everyone has wanted him to do. All the boxes are being checked. So what's the deal with this guy? When's he going to come up? Yeah, I think a lot of people when he when he hurt his thumb, I don't know what surprised me when he hurt his thumb was was kind of the way the organization reacted to it. You figure the one of the best prospects in baseball gets hurt and and it, all of a sudden panic should set in and everyone I talked to is kind of like, well, no, he'll be he'll he'll have surgery and get it figured out and he'll be fine and then he'll play in winter ball and he'll have missed like if you look at how much time he will actually have missed because of how much baseball he's been playing, like he's he's played a whole lot of baseball and the fact that he probably wouldn't have played winter ball if he weren't hurt. They might. I think they want to, would have wanted to ease the reins a little bit. He didn't really miss that much time, and he's he's raking in the in, in winter ball right now. I think it's I think it's four home runs right now. I mean, I, it'll probably change by the time uh, by the time this podcast out there. <laughs> he's he, he's been outstanding. I think uh, he still hasn't played above Double A, and he's only played half a season at Double A. So I think to think that he starts the season in the majors. He's a little optimistic, especially when you when you factor in kind of contract concerns and service time. Um, but I I really think he's he's in San Diego by by May at the latest. I, he's just he's, he's just too talented, and the Padres have too big a hole, two holes on the on the uh, on the left side of the infield. So I, I think there's a 
there's clearly a spot for him and uh, the Padres are going to factor his success and how just how how good he is and how important he is to their future into any moves they make the rest of this offseason. All right. That's what people like to hear, AJ. You're giving the people what they want and keeping them informed. So now we move forward. We've got winter meetings in a week uh, and a little more than a week, week and a half. Get ahead of myself here out in Vegas. And it's it's going to be exciting. I'm ready to I'm ready to see what these teams have cooked up, and I know you're ready. You're ready with your pen, your paper. You got a new laptop, so you're re- you're ready to write some gold, man. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get used to this new laptop. It's it's weird writing on a new computer. So uh, <laughs> in a week and a half, I'll in. have it down. <laughs> awesome, AJ. Well, I appreciate you and your knowledge as always about this Padres team. Very interesting offseason for them right now. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, with AJ Casavell, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.